Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Listen to the AC Wildcats podcast, <laughs> joined by Jason Shear. All right, who do you have behind you right there, Shear? I'm on my couch because I couldn't make it over quick enough, so I got the whole the whole clients here. I actually have a fourth dog here too. All right, so your dog sitting, you're doing God's work right there. We appreciate that. All right, we're gonna get to. We got a lot. We're gonna talk a ton of Arizona basketball here. We'll get to a little bit of Arizona football as well. We're going to talk recruiting names right here because in the Tommy Lloyd era of recruiting. It is a little different because uh, there aren't many players that are actually recruited. So if you are recruited by the U of A, you better back the A. But first, we got to talk about the red blue a little bit here. I'm just going to report and don't shoot the messenger here. I'm going to report the message from the big dog. Basically, it's this that the Pac 12 did not want this, um, and the U of A can't put together a high caliber streaming of the game. That's all I got for you right there. Sheer, would you like to add to this? Uh, from what I understand, it became the there's just there's too much going on. Basically, look, blame the Pac-12. This is what happens. There's too much going on, and I I'm a full believer of the conspiracy theory that everyone's thinking about, which is if the conference was staying together, the Pac-12 would probably be willing to put in a little bit more effort. And I agree with that. But I don't know why Arizona can't do it. But you know. I, I don't quite get that one either. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But at the end of the day, that's just what we're going to be going with right there. All right. Now, we're going to talk Arizona basketball recruiting hot and heavy this uh, this sec- or this or uh, this entire show. And we have some highlights as well right here. But first, the guy that we need to talk about first is Emmanuel Steven. Emmanuel Steven, going to be here for the red-blue game. Massive dude. About 6'9", 235 pounds, 6'10", something like that. He um, he plays with Carter Bryant and Jamari Phillips. He is a guy that Arizona would love to be able to add to the class. And I think Arizona fit, feels uh, at least fairly good about where they are with him, especially with the red-blue game coming up. Yeah, so he actually, I, I kind of already knew this. I didn't know the date yet, so I was holding off on it. But um, he's announcing, it turns out, next week. 
Uh, originally, he was going to announce sometime in October, and now he's going to announce on October 3rd. I don't think that's a coincidence. You know, you go to the red and blue and you announce a, a few days later. Um, Kansas is the other school involved, but um, I think Arizona feels very good about its spot right now. I just entered a crystal ball. I would be surprised um, if he doesn't wind up at Arizona. Uh, yes, I would be surprised as well. And the great thing about him, too, is that he also gives you a little bit of athleticism on the back end that some of these Arizona big men haven't. Ballo, leader of men. We love Montias Crevis. But other than Keisha Johnson, there's not a great athlete on the uh, in the front court right there. I think you bring in Emmanuel Steven. That is a little bit of a different animal right there. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't expect him, and just so people know, I wouldn't expect him to come in and be really good offensively right away. Um, what he's going to be right away is super athletic. He's a very big dude, and he blocks shots really well. Um, mm -hmm. The comparison has been made to Christian Coloco, which I get. They're built a little bit differently, but I understand that's kind of how his game will progress in college, where he's going to be raw. He may not get a ton of minutes as a freshman, but by the time he leaves, He's going to be really, really good. And you know what this is also showing, too? This is also showing that I know that there were a lot of people that were uh, concerned about Tommy Lloyd and his recruiting. What can he, you know, where can he recruit? Uh, why is he missing out on all these kids? Why does he only offer one uh, player a, a recruiting class? But at the end of the day, the dude also is showing that he gets it. I mean, you're looking at a recruiting class right now where you got Jamari Phillips, obviously, you got Carter Bryant. You add, you're starting to add a bunch of five-star fringe, a five, four-star guys to a class. That's, I mean, again, it's probably not, it's not Sean Miller as far as the, you know, the recruiting heights, but he's showing that he certainly knows what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, look, it, he probably heard, always knew what he was doing. It, it's just that when, when someone comes in and, and does something a little differently, people kind of freak out a little bit, but. Like, at the end of the day, if he can land a class of five American players and he feels that those are the five best players, he's going to do that. Um, you know, Emmanuel Stevens is is in Phoenix and Scottsdale or whatever, and, and he's a priority, and there's a connection there. And Arizona watched him in, in the summer. He was good enough. They offered, and, and they want him. And again, like you said before, if Arizona offers a guy, A, they want him, and B, they think they can get him. So anytime Arizona offers a guy, it is a very serious and real recruitment. Steven's got the offer, and here we are. All right, now, Jesse Johnson. All right, I knew the Dylan Anderson questions were going to start coming in right now. Does Steven's probable commitment apply anything about the longevity of Vasar and your boy Dylan? All I'm going to say is this. I believe that Dylan has leapfrogged Vasar on the depth chart. We'll find out about that. But these guys both got to make a move here in the next year because more talent is definitely coming in the horizon. Yeah, I don't think it one has anything. You, you recruit, uh, you recruit players that are going to play, right? Like I don't believe in the whole you're recruiting over a guy. If you're good enough, you play. That's right. it. And Manuel Stevens is really good. They're going to recruit him, and if he's better than Dylan Anderson, he'll play. And if he's not, he won't. Dylan Anderson. Well, yes, I, I would agree with that. Now we're going to get some to some other guys. We got some highlights right here. Why don't we first go with uh, Jeremiah Fears right here? All right, a uh, this is this is an interesting kid right here. Obviously, kind of a, a six two combo combo guard, twenty twenty five kid. Somebody that the U of A likes. Another in another uh, excuse me, another in state kid right there. 
I, uh, Air, he fits in very well with what Arizona wants to do. And what I like about him too, as well, Sheer, is that he's allowed to, or that he can make plays off the bounce. That's something that Arizona didn't have a lot of. And I don't know that Tommy Lloyd's going to get caught like that again, Sheer. Yeah, I like Fears uh, quite a bit. Comes from a basketball family, uh, which is important. Uh, has the ability to kind of impact the game in multiple ways. And again, like they are very picky with who they recruit at point guard. And Fears right now, uh, is probably that guy like and so when you look at him um like you mentioned it, tommy lloyd's not going to get caught in the one-dimensional point guards right. uh yes sir you know you could say he could pass and shoot whatever but he wasn't going to get in the lane fears will absolutely get in the lane when you look at him too he's still growing he's still maturing if you look at a picture of him he looks like he's 12 years old um, and so that's something where he's got the sheer baby face. Yeah, it's a good thing. That means that he's got a lot of physical growth and all that. So he, he's a I've only seen him once or twice, but he, he's legit. He's very good. Yes. And again, I think and I'm going to keep coming back to this. I think you're going to continue to see the Tommy Gunn recruit guys again that can make plays off the bounce. Um, I think that that was a big, uh, that was probably a little bit of a wake up call last year that everything relied on continuity on the offense, as opposed to being able to have guys that could just bring the ball right down the court, beat a dude off the dribble and then get right to the hoop. Um, it makes life easier. Again, you don't want them pounding the ball 35 times. I get all of that, but it makes life a lot easier for a coach though, as well. Sheer when you got someone like that. Yeah. I mean, it just, everything runs smoother, right? And there's different ways to do it. College basketball, there are some offenses where the point guard just stands on top of the key for 15 seconds, and then you run your offense, and, and that's the coach's preference. We know that's not Tommy Lloyd's preference. Tommy's the opposite. Um, and, and so when you have a point guard that could really get the ball moving, that isn't going to have to pound the rock, that could go and attack, as opposed to sitting up on top of the key and, and, and working the offense that way. I mean, look, we, we saw it on the international trip, and I know that's not the end-all be-all by any means. But we saw the ball look like in the offense looked like it was moving smoother, right? Because there wasn't just, okay, the point guard's either going to take a jump shot or he's going to initiate the offense from the top of the key. This was Bradley or Boswell, whoever it was, getting into the paint, making plays that way. And that's pretty much what every point guard under Tommy Lloyd from now on is going to do. Yes, and did you notice, too, that Caleb Love was not pounding the ball 35 times, Shear? Something that you were very concerned about, Mr. Jason Shear. He did shoot about 10%, though. Well, you know what? But he didn't shoot as much as you want, Eric. So be that. You can't have it both ways. You can't That's have him fair. not shoot. Is that fair? That's fair. I'll give you that. All right. Now, the next one we got. We're going hot and heavy with 2025 kids right here. Will Riley. Very intrigued by Will Riley right here. Six foot seven, 180. You can tell right now, this is the kind of kid that looks like a Gonzaga-type recruit. Um, can make the three. Very long, athletic, and I think the one thing that uh, you look at him and you're like, he can do a lot of different things out there, and that is something that I think Tommy Lloyd has always really liked in a small forward. Not that most coaches don't, but there's a lot to like about this kid right here. Top 50 kid, obviously from the East Coast, but like you said, Arizona doesn't offer kids they don't think they can get. Yeah, so I got in trouble for Will Riley with <laughs> for. for <laughs> Uh, well, so this past summer, uh, Tommy Lloyd was watching a kid. He was the only coach. And I go and I watch the kid, and I'm like, oh, you know, he's, he's good, you know. And then Tommy Lloyd's watching him again. He's the only coach. And I'm like, all right, he's really good. And I call Bossy over, and he's like, okay, he's really good. And then before you know it, we tweet about him. 
we rank him in the top 40, and then he's got a bunch of offers. Um, <laughs> so you're delivering the news. You can't be yeah. blamed for being the harbinger of truth. Thank you. Uh, he is really good. Like, he is deceptively athletic. Uh, he does a little bit of everything. He's uh, aggressive on the court. His attitude, like, he is a, a legitimate top 40 type of guy. Uh, would fit in absolutely perfectly with what Arizona wants to do. There's a bit of a connection there. Um, so, you know, Arizona has a chance. There's other schools that are going to get in there as well. Um, but I like him a lot, and, and I would expect Arizona to work to, to bring him in on a visit. All right, now you might say, where can I watch Arizona basketball games or the red-blue? Well, you're not going to be able to watch it anywhere. That's why you're going to have to rely on me on the post-game show Friday. But if there was a way... Fubo TV would be there for you right now. Check it out. Fubo TV. Watch all your favorite college football and the NFL with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.slash PHNX to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Event, all kinds of great events coming up. You got college football, NFL, US Open tennis. When is the Ryder Cup, by the way, Sheer? I'm glad you asked. Uh, I have no idea. I don't oh, think you don't know. September 28th, tomorrow. All right. Tomorrow. Well, you know, oh, it's tomorrow then. Check it out, the Ryder Cup. Um, and one other thing we got right here, Circle K. Did you go to Circle K today or yesterday, Sheer, since we last talked? Uh, no, since we last talked, I have not been. But maybe I'll go later. You never know. All right. Well, here's the deal. Join the inner circle. That is so good. For, uh, for free by downloading the Circle K app. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Circle K, you name it. They serve all parts of the community. If Mother Teresa was a convenience store, she would have been Circle K. She's serving the good. She's serving the tough areas, the, ni the nice areas. You name it. Mother Teresa's there. Circle K right there. All right. Why, by the way, what do you think about that stretch right there, Sheer? Um, I, I would not have made that connection, so I, I compliment you for doing so. All right, Anthony Humber, we're going to get to a little Taylor Swift talk here in a few minutes, or in a few minutes, later on in the show. <laughs> Braden Burries, though. I have been on Braden Burries before you were on Braden Burries. This is true. Braden Burries is about as good a scoring guard as there is in the 2025 class. He uh, fits in very well with all these Southern California kids. They all get along very well. I love Braden Burries a great deal, and I'm glad that you guys are now treating him as such. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do too. You know, Burries is a guy that – another one of these guys, like, is super explosive. Tommy went to go watch him this summer. Um, and he dropped like 35 right in front of Tommy. And I turned to him and I basically mentally, I said, if you don't offer this kid right now, my head's going to explode. Right. Uh, I think they offered him a few weeks later. He's just really good. I mean, it, it, that's just really like, that's right. like, I can break down his game and give you all this, but at the end of the day, he's just a really good basketball player. Uh, he was good when I first saw him a couple years ago, he's only gotten better. He's still going to get better. He, he's a no brainer. Uh, in the Arizona offense, he's a, a guy that's going to score a lot of points. Um, you know, again, we look for pit, for for fits, and I'll say this about Tommy: he doesn't offer guys that aren't good fits, like right. in terms of the offense and all that. And and Burry's fits in very well with what Tommy likes to do. And what you got to look for in this 2025 class, and I think a lot of people are kind of missing this point, is there's an excellent chance that Jamari Phillips and Carter Bryant could be one and done. Now, they could be two and duns, but when you start looking at guys like a Will Riley, when you start looking at a Braden Burries, these are the type of players that you can bring in, and they can take up some of that load if 
Jamari Phillips and Carter Bryant are one and done this year. Yeah, one hundred percent. And you know it. And this is what it, the reality is. If I was an Arizona fan, I would assume that Jamari and Carter are one and done. That doesn't mean they are, but I think it's easiest to assume that when you're kind of looking ahead, as Arizona fans like to do. A guy like Burry's, you know, you bring him in. You say, okay, if Carter and and Jamari are one and done, what's that 2025 class look like? Burry's is really good. There wouldn't be a huge drop-off between Jamari and Burry's if that's how you had to replace it and fix that situation. Five of a kind media. Cam Cameron Holmes from uh, Goodyear Millennium. Here's what I can tell you about Cam Holmes is that Cam Holmes is – uh, Cam Holmes is awesome. He's a no-brainer, uh, six-foot-six point guard. Um, he said uh, he liked a school, though, Sheer, when we were both right next to him, that is not the University of Arizona. I do not like that, and that is stuck in my head. Yeah, uh, I'll say this. The whole idea of dream schools, even when a kid says it, it, it doesn't – I wouldn't jump it like, okay, so he said he likes UCLA, right? Like Emmanuel Stevens has said before, his dream school is Kansas, but he still may not go to Kansas. We've heard guys that say their dream school, like Josh Green back in the day said his dream was North Carolina. He didn't go there. Like, so yes, Holmes likes UCLA, but they, they, it it was the situation where we, you know, we heard it. They still need to recruit him, right? It's not like UCLA offered, I'm going there. Arizona has connections. It's going to have a chance with them. It's going to be right there in the end. Tony Clifton, what's going on with Zoom? I don't believe there's any chance Zoom goes here, but Arizona's still recruiting him. Zoom Diallo, five-star point guard out of uh, the Northwest. You know, I've been told that it would be a surprise if Zoom wound up at Arizona, but he just scheduled another official visit. Uh, before, Right before he went on the show, it became public. So, look, would I still be surprised? Yeah, but if you get a kid on campus, things happen, and his recruitment is super weird. The longer it it draws out, the more of a chance you kind of feel Arizona has. The rumor has been that Washington is basically offering stupid money to Zoom. But again, like if he hasn't committed there, and he is, he's going to Washington this weekend. So who knows? But if he makes it to that Arizona visit after visiting Washington again, you just, you never know. Right. This weekend, uh, Jacob Franklin, I don't know what that means. Um, All right. He's saying this rider, the Ryder Cup starts this weekend. Oh, this weekend. Oh, I'm sorry. I was like, oh, was, oh, we're talking. Anyways, back to real sports. Um, but uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, but what I do like about all of these players, though, and now let's get to Koa Pete. Um, Koa Pete. I don't know why, but I I think he's going to be to quote you ultimately difficult to land. But Koa Pete is the top priority in the state, along with Cam Holmes. You don't like Gilbert Perry kids generally. You've always had a problem with them. Is this a kid, though, that breaks the mold, though, for you with Koa Pete, six foot eight big man going into his, uh, excuse me, going into his junior year? Mike, my phone's blowing up. You want me to, you want me to give you some breaking news? Yo, what do you got? Talk to me. Right here on the video, Dame Lillard is a Milwaukee Buck. Holy moly, what'd they give up? I don't know yet. It, it literally just broke from Woj. Uh, I'll tell you when I find out. Uh, <laughs> wow. Koa Pete is, is awesome. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. I know I know you have a, a thing against um, – holy crap. It was a Suns trade, dude. The Suns this, just, all right, just, it, oh, just fill us in right here. We're going to get back to Arizona recruiting in a second. The, this Suns, is called just, the Suns just traded Aiton. Suns traded Aiton for what? Lillard goes to the Bucks with Drew Holiday, DeAndre Aiton, Tumani Kamara, 
the 2029 first, and Phoenix lands Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. So they essentially gave up DeAndre Ayton at this point. Dude, the Bucks just got Lillard, Drew Holiday, and DeAndre. Drew Holiday is already on the Bucks. Oh wait, no, hold on. Blazers, Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Kamara the first go to the Blazers. So essentially, the Suns gave up nothing to, or gave up Aiden for uh, spare change. That's essentially what this comes down Aiden to. Aiden for Nurchik, basically. Nurkic. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. All right. Now let's talk about Hudson Greer for a second right here. He just read, uh, we're going to get, we'll get to Aiden right here. This is called, uh, this is called great live stream radio right here. Um, let's talk Hudson Greer though. This is a player that's kind of new to a lot of Arizona fans and what, what can Hudson Greer do out there as I am going to tweet out that we're going to talk Aiden here in a second. Uh, Greer, I, I like quite a bit. Um, very good defensively, surprisingly good defensively. Um, you know, he's athletic. He's a guy where his his recruitment is is more in the infant stages. Like everyone is on him. Right. He's open to everyone. He'll be here unofficially this weekend, I believe. Um, but he's gonna be a guy, he he's not close to a decision. Uh, but to me, he's an, an instant impact guy. I, I like him quite a bit. I like him a lot too. And the great thing about it too is that some of these guys are projects, some of them are not. Um, we'll get back to Hudson Greer, but again, very, very good player. I'm glad that I'm glad we're back in the A right there with him. DeAndre Ayton. Let's talk about Ayton. I don't understand this trade at all for the Suns. I get that Ayton leaves a lot to be desired. Um, he's obviously very talented. The motor is not there. I get all of that. But dude, Nurkic is not a uh, that as the kids would say, that's not a fair exchange. Um, and on top of that, who else did they get? Dude, the worst part about this trade is the fact that Grayson Allen is in Phoenix now. Grayson Allen is a Phoenix Sun. One of the most detestable basketball players that has ever graced the hardwood is now a Phoenix Sun. I do not yeah. understand. This is awful, Sheer. Yeah, this is bad. Grayson Allen yeah. as a Phoenix Sun is the worst news. It's worse than Kaminsky, right? No, oh, by a mile. By a mile, because at least here's the thing with Kaminsky. Kaminsky was just annoying, and he was... Right. And he was good. I never looked at him and said, man, that guy's going to try to blow out somebody's knee when he gets a chance. Um, Grayson Allen, no good. No good. Don't like that one at all. Um, Keck is in here right now, by the way. Hello, Keck. But um, DeAndre Ayton, though, let's talk about let's talk about Ayton. I'll be honest. When Ayton came out of the U of A, I thought that he had David Robinson potential. Um and that basket, everything just kind of came easy for him. He was built. I mean, he nobody has come through Arizona that's looked like Aiden. Aiden is definitely kind of plateaued. He's a 17 and 10 player. Nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, he's also not, he's not a, he's not, he'll never be an all NBA type guy. But that doesn't mean you give him up for Yosef Nurkic. Yeah. I just, I mean, I guess the only explanation, like, and obviously the Suns will explain it, would be, Hey, you know, you get consistency. Like at least you know what you're getting from Nurkic every day. Whereas Aiton, you don't know what you're getting, I guess. Because the other stuff, like like Monsieur Little doesn't do anything for you. No. Keon that was Johnson broken down Monsieur Little. Um, but and, Keon and, and, Johnson does nothing for you. It's weird. It's a weird trade. These are all kind of outside of Nurkic. These are kind of spare parts that you're getting for. And Nurkic is Nurkic is limited. Like, I mean, let's be honest here. Nurkic is not going to be somebody that is going to, uh, you know, that's going to drop. Uh, you know, go ahead. 
I what I don't really get the Blazers. Couldn't they have gotten more than that for Dame too? So the Blazers got Drew Holiday and who else? Drew Holiday, Aiton, Tumani Kamara, and a 2029 first round pick. Yeah, that does nothing for me. You that got means one that of the Suns. That means that the Suns offers were fake. I mean, the Suns, the Heat offers weren't real. Now, that's certainly what it sounds like at this point. Um, wow, that's uh, like I said that that's that's an interesting one because they it's supposedly the the Heat's offers at least look much better. Um, because I'll take I'll take four first round picks and a Tyler Hero over that. Um, by the way, Mike uh, Hudson Greer just retweeted your show right now. He may be watching. I know that's why we got to get back to Hudson Greer in a second. <laughs> trust me, no, trust me, Hudson. We will get back to you in just a second, right there. We will talk a great deal about Hudson Greer. We like when people retweet the show. By the way, real quick though, pins and aces. All right, got to get in here. Pins and aces. You might look at me. You might look at Sheer and say, "Man, those guys are slobs." You would be correct. But yeah. you know what can you know what can dress us up though? Pins and Aces right there. The official golf apparel of PHNX and All City. Check out Pins and Aces and use code PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. All right. What I also don't like about this uh, DeAndre Ayton trade in Hudson Greer, do not worry, we'll get back. Um what I also don't like about this DeAndre Ayton trade is, yes, I know that he's driven a lot of Suns fans crazy. I get all of that but he's still 17 and 10. You just don't give away players like that unless he became so untenable behind the scenes that you couldn't really do anything with it. This dude's going to go to Portland and average 20 and 10. And I shoot, think he is too. And shoot 58% from the field. I guarantee it. Right. And he's going to, if you know, if you're Portland, you're kind of in a nice little spot now. You got DeAndre Ayton, you got Scoot, you got Shaden Sharp, that's not a bad little, uh, and then you got uh, Simons, who's trade bait, but you got three different guys right there. That that's not a bad little. Uh, it's not a bad little deal right there for the. Uh, I do wonder. I do wonder what they do with Drew Holiday, unless they're bringing him in to kind of mentor a guy like Scoot. There's no point. So maybe. Yeah, I think they trade. Don't you think he's trade yeah. bait? That's what I would think. That they turn around and trade him. All right, now let's talk about Aiden. Let's go back to Aiden here for a second. Um. When Aiden came into the U of A, you guys actually made the uh, the very rare uh, move of um, trade or uh, trading of uh, getting of moving your uh, moving your rankings just because you knew how good he could be. In college, he was awesome. Are you a little disappointed in him as a pro, Jason? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we've ever done that twenty four seven. Like that I don't was think a, either. Yeah, I think that he was the only one. He, to me, though, like, you got to understand, like, I watched DeAndre Ayton for years. What he is in the NBA is what he was in college, is what he was in high school, which is sometimes he coasts and he just kind of isn't playing hard. And then other times he's, in, he's a machine. And you got to, and that's not changing. Like, stuff like that does not change. That's why we always talk about motor. It is, it is almost impossible to change a player's motor. You are what you are. And so when the Suns drafted Ethan, they should have known, hey, this is who he is. Right, exactly. But let's be honest here a little bit. I don't there's never been any times really where Ayton has just physically dominated other players. I think we thought that there would be times like that in the NBA. He essentially kind of loafs around the perimeter, shoots some 17 footers, some 18 footers. I know Jay Mark's probably going to start swearing at me on the boards when I post this, but 
he's never really been that dude that uh, that has dominated at the next level and or that physically imposes his will. I think that's what we thought was going to happen. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, and 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 he's a player where and he has the ability to do it. Like it, it, he has the ability to go out there and be really aggressive and really good. And for whatever reason, mentally, he just can't get there to bring it on a consistent basis. And once in a while, you'll get a dominant game. And the problem is next game, you'll get it where it's, it's eight and five and the energy's off. And you're like, okay, where was the energy we saw 24 hours ago? It's just who he is. And you're right. It, it's frustrating because if you brought it every night, he'd be a, a top, you know, whatever player in the NBA. Top 15 to 20 player in the world. That's how good he could be. The other thing that's weird about him too that I never understood is why he can't block shots. He is maybe the most, I mean, again, he's a good defender. He's a good team defender, but he also has no ability to block shots whatsoever. And it's odd. Yeah, it is odd because everyone blamed it on Sean Miller's defense. Not Uh, Sean Miller's fault. It wasn't Sean Miller's fault. Uh, I AD thought it was Sean Miller's fault. You yeah, thought it was no, Sean I, I did too at times because his, his defense doesn't ask for shot blockers. You stay home. But, yeah, he just doesn't block shots. Like, he doesn't have that instinct for whatever reason. Let me ask you this. Is DeAndre Ayton, is DeAndre Ayton a winning basketball player? It's hard to say he is, right? Like, there's just right. no proof that he is. I mean, yeah, let's see here. Uh, T-Burns, 8-2-6. The Aiden team at U of A is one of the most disappointing in school history, a ton of talent. Yeah, there's no uh, there's no other way to put it right there. I mean, my mom, though, I'm going to – a mom, she probably was going to watch later. My mom has stated from day one that our guy Umar Ballo, leader of men, is better than DeAndre Ayton. We do not go this far, except for Jason Shearer. Is this correct? Uh, no, we can't go that far. I love – I love uh, – I love, um... You love Janet, but I love Janet, but in Umar, but DeAndre Ayton's just a different animal. DeAndre Ayton's entirely different. Now, I think <laughs> Anthony Humbert right there, very funny. Um, oh, by the way, uh, uh, DeAndre Ayton is a uh, is a um, a Taylor Swift fan, by the way. Uh, just, just, just aren't, we, aren't we all, dude? Let's be honest. Again, we're going to talk about that. Um, the we're going to talk about that there in a second. All right. So I think, I think Aiton goes to the blazers or I don't think he is. And I think it's honestly, it's going to be, I think he'll be 17 and 10. Um, but he's the thing about that squad is there. He's going to be a distant third option going forward because that's going to be Shaden sharp is on the verge of being a star. You can tell that one right there. Um, Scoot Henderson, you're not bringing Scoot Henderson in not to be an all NBA point guard. And on top of that, you also got Simons, who's going to be trade bait. You got Drew Holiday. This is still going to be a situation, I think, where it's going to be somewhat like the Suns, where you're going to be a third or fourth option. Yeah, it, it sounds about right. Uh, but but I think there's less pressure on him in Portland for whatever reason that may be. Um, right. Portland's not winning in the next year or so, whereas every time Phoenix struggled, everyone would point to DeAndre Ayton. Right, for sure. And I think at some points it's where you try to get rid of both sides and that's just kind of it. We will uh, we will definitely be talking about this a little bit tomorrow as well. All right, going to get back to a little bit of Arizona basketball recruiting and we'll revisit DeAndre Ayton there in a second, DeAndre. Um, but Hudson Greer, since he retweeted the show, we're going to talk a little bit more about Hudson Greer. I love immediate impact players right there. And I think what's interesting about Greer is that his recruitment is obviously taken off and not only is it taken off, he's going to probably be able to go to about anywhere he wants when it's all said and done. 
He's uh, he's got that kind of body too. You look at him, and he's definitely going to be able to continue to improve. You guys have him rated as thirty third. He's uh, you know six six one seventy five. Those are the type of players that get better, not worse. Sure. Yeah, he uh, and he has the right approach. Like he plays really hard. Uh, his dad actually played basketball, so he comes from a basketball family. Super athletic. We talked about motor. He's got it. Uh, you know. You asked me if DeAndre Ayton's a, a winning player, and I didn't know. Hudson Greer is a winning player. Like, he understands the game. He plays really hard. He's alert. He's instinctual. Um, he's a guy where he, you know, he probably has to improve a little bit as a shooter. Uh, if that happens, if his shot takes the next step, he's a five-star type of, of prospect. All right. If you wanted to bet on this, though, on Hudson Greer becoming an NBA player or a five-star prospect, I'm not sure that you could find it on BetMGM. But if it's not on BetMGM, then it's not going to be anywhere. Here's the deal with BetMGM, everybody. Got a lot of good stuff. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through BetMGM sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. You will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for details. Let's hear from the great Shane Diefenbach. And then we're going to talk about Hudson Greer coming back to the U of A. Problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. All right, now we're gonna get. All right, we got we got to talk about Aiden because that's uh, uh, Hudson. We're definitely gonna to continue to talk about you, though. All right, what can I say, Tad? Right here, this is an interesting. What can I say? Arizona sports analysis isn't always professional. Motor, okay, but trades and firings occur when people are unprofessional. At the end of the day, it's this: you're still playing a game where you're compensated thirty-five to forty million dollars a year. You can play hard. That's not a big. Uh, that's not. I don't think that's too much to ask. Um, and I think uh, behind the scenes, when you watched when you watched the Suns last year, there were definitely times when you could see Booker or Katie kind of almost looking at eight and like, oh, this guy or whatever. Like, it just doesn't seem to matter to him as much as it should. Is Tad saying we should be fired? I don't get it. What's Tad saying? Uh, Tad's saying that uh, the Suns were being unprofessional to him. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, probably. Right. I, but still, I don't think this also shows you too. If this is the most that you could get for DeAndre Aiden, his stock is kind of at a low because you didn't get much. I mean, this is kind of a poo poo platter. Yeah. I, the trade is super weird to me. It's just a weird trade all around. I don't, I don't understand. It, it feels it, also too like the Suns just reached the point where it's like, all right, training camps here. We just want to get rid of this dude. Like, let's just get much. what we can. It was, uh, and Grayson Allen is like, he fits in well with the Suns, but I, I refuse. Yeah, I don't know that I can really support that movement at all. Also, um, the Suns, listen, you get Nurkic, he's more of a plotter. The Suns are all in right now, obviously, to win. Um, but are you really getting better with this trade? I guess that's my question. Do you get better with this trade? I don't believe you got better with this trade. I don't think you did either. And, 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 I think the Suns would probably say that Nurkic and, and Aiton are close, and then Grayson Allen is the thing that makes them better, I guess. I don't right, agree but with that. Ryan, Neal, 
Ryan Neal, interesting point right here I was going to get to. Suns wanted to dump Aiton in his contract. I get that point, but as, as contracts go in the NBA, he's kind of being paid market value for what his quote-unquote statistical contributions are there, Sheer. Yeah, I don't think the contract was that crazy when you compare it to the rest of the league. And hey, you're the ones that signed that contract. So right. <laughs> now I also think that uh, I wonder too, like back in the day, if that trade was really an option for the Suns, where you could have gotten Miles Turner, because Miles Turner would have been a much, much better fit for the Suns than getting Joseph Yusuf Nurkic. Yeah, uh, Miles Turner would have been a, a much better fit. I, I, I'm convinced that half these trades we've been hearing about for the last six months, whatever, are fake because the Heat trade where everything was on the table, then the Raptors trade came up a few days ago, or even yesterday, um, that sounded better. There's just a bunch of trades that sound better than the one that we saw the, actually got completed. The Bucks have to be the overwhelming favorite now in the East, right? I mean, you've uh, got, think, yeah. you got yes. Dame Lillard, you got Giannis, and now you got um, uh, uh, and you got Chris Middleton as well. That's a, that's a nice little troika right there, Jason Shear. Look at you. Yeah, I would assume that the Bucks are the favorite. All right, so sorry about all. We're going to get into some recruiting talk here, but this obviously kind of uh, preempted it. But uh, we can always get back to some recruiting talk because. But I think we covered pretty much what we needed to cover right there. Yeah, I think we did all right right there. All right, now a legal P- or a, now there's no better time also to become a PHNX diehard. We're going to get to these Aiden comments right here. Um, go to gophnx.com, become a diehard today. You can get all kinds of swag, merchandise. You can hang out with Jacob Franklin behind the scene. I mean, and that is worth its price in gold right there. We like Jacob Franklin a great deal on this show. This is correct, Jason Shear. Uh, yes. It's like impossible it. not to like, you know, Jacob Franklin has two, uh, two names, either Jeffrey or Jacob. His name is Jeffrey Jacob or Jacob Jeffrey, whichever you prefer. We should start calling him Jeffrey Franklin. I like Jeffrey better, actually. Yeah, it does. It sounds like an accountant, the great Jeffrey Franklin walking into the building. So dignified. <laughs> right. Aiden was weak and got his butt kicked by six foot cards rebounding. Now, we can't really... Uh, we, 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 we can't just rewrite history entirely. I mean, the dude was 22 and 11 at the U of A, but he did leave you wanting more. I think that's also fair to say. Yeah. I mean, because you saw the games like, we'll never forget the game he had against Oregon. We we're like, good Lord. The uh, first and half, then, and then he just goes away in the second half. Right. And and it's like, why'd that happen? Like, why can't every game be like, like again, that, that Buffalo team to this day, I still – talked about that game with some Arizona coaches and it was basically like they just had no more fight left in them. Like they just couldn't do it anymore because of everything that going on. But when you look at that roster, man, that, that team should have been better. That team should have been better. That I think you could easily make the case. If you just look at roster, that was Sean. You could make the case. That was Sean Miller's most talented college roster. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't argue. Andy, they had your guy, PJC, Jason Shear, an all time favorite point guard from Shearer, PJC. Did you see what my guy PJC did a couple weeks ago? Yeah, he's killing it overseas. Yeah, he killed the they they they're trying the Trenton Flowers at point experience and and PJC killed him. Right, Maybe Bianca. Look at Bianca. Yeah, I was going to cool. say Bianca's awesome. All right, now kind of sad the Red and Blue game is not televised with Jefferson and Fry hosting. I agree. Listen, everybody out there knows that I am about as big a supporter of Dave Hickey as you're going to find. Sheer can definitely vouch for this. Um. 
I don't really – it doesn't make a ton of sense to me that you couldn't get this one streamed. I'll just be honest with you. I get that the Pac-12 network sucks. They don't want to do it. I get all that. But it doesn't make sense to me that you couldn't have gotten this game streamed, though, Skier. It's just super weird. Just stream it like a press conference. Put one camera at center court and follow it. People wouldn't mind. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. Business, I, Make sure you sign up to wildcatauthority.com. We'll have full coverage of everything you can't see. Yep, that's what you, that's what you want right there, and you get to sit next to me. So again, that's uh, worth its weight in gold. All right, we got to talk a little bit of Arizona football here before we sign off. We got Chris Gronkowski coming on tomorrow, right there. Chris Gronkowski. Good dude. All right. Well, dude, I know. <laughs> um. All right. Arizona, Washington. Sheer, we're gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this a little bit though. Um. I I don't expect Arizona to win this game. And uh, we'll get back to eight in here in a second before we sign off. But I don't expect Arizona to win this game. As a matter of fact, I think Arizona is going to give up a lot of points. But I'd like to see Arizona. Here's my line in the sand, Jason Shear. I'd like to see Arizona score 28 points in this game. Give me 28 to 31 points, and we'll work. Uh, we'll work on the rest. Yes, I would agree with that. I look. I. I. I to me, this would be a rather big upset if Arizona wins this game. Like it would be a very large upset. I do believe that Arizona feels it can win this game. Like it is approaching this game as if it is a winnable football game based on what they've seen on film or I don't know why. Um, but it has the feeling of like a 52 to 31 type of game. Right. Um, because watching that. honestly, I'll take 52 to 31. I know that sounds, that's a defeatist attitude. That's not backing the A to the, uh, but I'll take 31 points. I need the offense to start moving here. I need the offense to get going. Yeah, and you, you're you rooting for the offense to get going because you think your boy's starting. This is a big – if your boy starts, Saturday's a big day for you, Mike. It is a big day. I don't think he's going to start, though. It's you just a guess. It's just a guess, but I have, an, I, I have a feeling that I have a feeling that they're going to uh, – I have a feeling JDL is going to start. I think, I think Noah starts. Um, you think Noah starts? Yeah, I'm calling it. I think JDL sits out on Saturday. Ooh, ooh. Now, I will say this. It, it would not be performance-based. Hmm. But I don't know. We'll see what happens today. Now, we assume that Gunner is the uh, captain, though, the midfield captain, correct? Yeah, correct. You know what's funny? Um, so the Washington site and I exchanged questions, you know, mm -hmm. like knowing the enemy, whatever. And I swear to God, one of the Washington questions was, every team needs a scapegoat. Gunner Maldonado is Arizona's scapegoat. Why is that? And what can Washington fans expect from him? No way. Well, but he meant he meant it, it in a way like this. Yeah, so like Washington knows that Gunner sucks. But the, but they're implying that he was a scapegoat. No, no, no. I think they're implying he sucks. Like the the way the question is, when you see it, it'll be like, what makes him not good? What can what? I think the question was also like, what can Washington do to take advantage of him? It's like throw the ball where he is. That's throw the ball where he is. Your guy Brian J. Peterson, the man who still eats cheeseburgers through a mask, um, <laughs> has been on the uh, has been on this from the very beginning, though. Where he's saying, "Listen, um, you know, it is what it is. When you watch ten completions and he's the only one that's even in the area, and he's the one chasing after him, I don't know what really to really to say. And I know that there's people close to the program that get all the other stuff. They get starting JDL. They get all that." But there is, there are people close to the program that don't quite understand what we're doing right here. I will say this, and I don't think it's a secret or, you know, remember during the summer 
during fall camp, Arizona practice the the dollar formation. Yes. Like all yes. the same, we're going to see that on Saturday. I, I'm pretty. I would be surprised if we don't. So we're going to get all the safeties on the field at once, and we're going to gunner in coverage, like heavy in coverage. So we're gonna we're gonna see that right away. But how we're going to see all the safeties on the field at once. How many schools in the Pac-12 does Gunner Maldonado start for? Zero. No doubt Except about that. For- Except for Arizona. I like, oh, our guy Keck in here. Keck, who many people think is Jacob Franklin. Gunner rocks. I'm sure you do think Gunner rocks right there. Um, Now, here's the a question, though. Gunner Maldonado can come back next year, Share. Do we deal with this uh, next year? No, we're not. <laughs> we're not. I, I think he moves on next year. You think he goes pro? Yeah. I think he goes pro like, uh, who's the other one? I love Bruce. But didn't he ask if... uh? Philly B, if Philly B could go pro. Who's Dude. more likely to go pro early, Gunnar Maldonado or Philly B? Well, we got to ask Bruce Pasco about that one because Bruce Pasco is the one putting it out there that he thinks Philly B might go pro. I think Philly B is more likely to go pro early than Gunnar. I would agree with that, yes. But you just said that you think Gunnar, that uh, Gunnar, so Gunnar moves on as a grad transfer somewhere? Yeah, we got to get him to, you know what a good fit would be? ASU. I would love Keck. Listen, we will take um, Elijah Badger off yeah. your hands. We will give it Gunnar Maldonado. How about this? How cool would it be if in college football, each team got one trade? You just get one trade to make. No, that'd be fantastic. That would be fan. No, that would be great. We could take, you know what? Who else would we like to poach off ASU right there? Yeah, they got, they got the same. Hmm. Whoever the safety is that was hurt last week or the week before, we'll take him as well. Um, I would take, but, I would take like, like one of their defensive linemen, probably. Yeah, for sure. All right. T-Burns 826. The great T-Burns 826. Uh, with the amount of international leagues, I'll take Philly B in that scenario. Philly B is going to get paid to play basketball, my friends. Yes, that is that is what I was, I was going for. Uh, yes, Philly B 100% over... Uh, over right. Yeah, all right. So do we want... Uh, Skier, let's get a score prediction from you. Um, I'll go 49 to 31, 49 to 30. Well, you know, I will take that every day of the week. You just basically copied me because I said 52 to 31. This is true. Uh, yeah, yeah. 49, 31 is not bad. Is it bad right. that I, I think 49, 31 is like, it's, it's 18 points. It's more than two touchdowns, but I would still be like, okay, I'm no, I'll take that. it. I, I think Washington is clearly the best team in the, in the pack. They worry me I, more than SC. So. I agree with you. Yeah. All right. Now, one thing that doesn't worry me, though, is Illegal Pete's. Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot this summer. Stop by for happy hour, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every day at all 12 locations. Illegal Pete's, the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer for 28 years. All right. Um, We want to know if feet is start. We're all very. All right. Now, let's introduce the pooch to the uh, viewing public right here. Who this are we? Maxie. Okay. Maxie is my parents' dog. Maxie is 14 years old. Wow. The, My uh, man's been He's been through it. I was going to say, yeah, look at the eye. cataracts in the eyes. Yep. Full cataracts can barely move, but he's in it to win it. Dude, he's in it to win it. And you know what? When you've got it, when you've got that kind of mentality, that's all that really matters right there. All right. Sheer, where can they find you? Uh, wildcatauthority.com at Jason Shear on Twitter in the Wildcat Scoop podcast with Shelby. We will be. At the Red and Blue Showcase, so we're your only right. eyes and ears there. 
We will be your eyes and ears there. And all right, let's talk about Aiton real quick before we sign off again here. Um, I don't get it from the Suns' perspective. I think they could have gotten much more for him. Or well, actually, I guess they couldn't have gotten much more for him. But Aiton, Aiton's one of those dudes. He should just be better than he is. That's the best way I can put it. He's a good NBA player, but he should just be better than he is. This is his career, right? Like if he's not good on the on the Trailblazers. His career is going to take a major hit. So this is it. This is his chance. If he wants, you know, the trade makes no sense from any perspective to me, except for Milwaukee's, but correct. Yes. Milwaukee's makes sense. So, all right. On that note, signing off here, be back with you tomorrow with Chris Gronkowski. I'm here. (laughs) I'm going to hobnob with the NFL players right there, but for Jason Shear, I am Mike Luke. Jacob Jeffrey Franklin or Jeffrey Jacob Franklin behind the scenes. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. 